Michelle Constant on SAFM. It's 10 to 9 and uh, we are coming to the close of our broadcast here at the festival. What a joy. What a joy it's been. I've really, yeah, maybe as I said earlier, it wasn't because I wasn't here last year, but this year I feel, wow. We've got Monica Newton. We've had uh, Nobisuturai. She is the lady with the money. And uh, Rutero, who was the artistic director, who is the curator of uh, pulling those events together. And then, of course, there's Monica Newton, who is the CEO of the National Arts Festival. Monica, as I go through mm. these three names, I'm reminded of how fabulous it is that we have like this triumvirate of powerful women. Indeed, and in fact, there are a, a number of women behind all of us. There's the fantastic Nikki Spalding, technical and operational director, Kay Mosiani, our festivals manager. So we we are a powerhouse, and uh, we are women, and we are bringing it every day. And you don't naturally sound like you've smoked fifty <laughs> Marlboros. Is this like the the outcome of ten days of ten days of changing you? Indeed, uh, if I if I try to if I try to sound cool, I say I scream my head off at Vusi Nova. Um, the more parochial sort of uh, reason is just I had a bit of flu uh, yeah. early in the festival and probably strained my voice a little bit. So this is what has been the result. How have you felt? How do you feel? It's been a really great festival. Um, mm. The festival's always one for surprises. It's always uh, one for inspiration and hope. But this year. Artists brought it, audiences came, the weather cooperated. It's been a really, really great festival. And word on the street, everybody kept on saying, wow, it's like a, it's like a return. Um, mm. it's, a, it's been something that we've missed and it's back and it's wonderful mm. and we're coming back. I mean, it's interesting what Nobusuta mm. was saying a little earlier where she was talking about um, this idea of artists getting back to... to to, to being together, this sense of community. It has felt very strongly like like the community the sense of community is back. Is that is that a case of like we're fighting back, we as a, the creative community we are this is this is now we're gonna make this our time again. Absolutely. And of course the National Arts Festival is built on partnerships and collaboration. Um, we can't do this without sponsors, partners, artists, audiences all choosing to come all choosing to make this incredible thing happen and there really is a sense amongst festivals that we want to be working together that we're part of a big ecosystem amongst artists who are doing incredible collaborations amongst artists who are want, wanting to see each other's work mm. and support each other and of course the festival is a great place to do that because yeah. it really is a melting pot of student work, community work, professional work, um, new work, mm. work that's coming back again. Uh, for some artists, it's a point of change in their career, decisions yeah. that they're making to move in other directions. And where else would you come to do this but with family? And that's what the National Arts Festival is. It's a big, fat family. Big, fat families always have fights. There are challenges to be part of a big, fat family. Tell us a little bit about some of those challenges. Well, one of the most surprising things about this year's festival is that it wasn't the artistic content that determined the footprint. It was load shedding. Yeah. So we've been incredibly fortunate this year to not have the specter of stage eight, uh, but that's what we were planning for. So our technical team... Stage eight would be what? Remind us again. Um, I think something like 
15 or 16 hours a day of, of power. And in a town with only two grids, basically it would mean that we would be out for enormous blocks of time. Um, and so the design of the festival, the budget of the festival, the technical team spent hours looking at venues, thinking about how we could safely install uh, backup equipment, whether it's generators, whether it's inverters. Of course, with a generator, you've got to be worried about where is it exhausting to. You've got to be worried about is it going to impinge on the performance? Is there going to be sound bleed? Um, mm. So all you hear in the background is the ghastly hum of a generator instead of the theatre performance that you're at. So a lot of work went into imagining how this festival could happen with the possibility of nearly 16 hours a day of no power. Wow. You know, I mean, it's it's interesting because one of the shows I saw, um, the actors, they, you know, we had load shedding mm. in the middle of it, but they handled it with such grace. Mm. So they paused, they waited, they they, and then they took us back a few lines mm. and then carried on again. And you know, once the once the mm. lights came up with the generator, and I just thought, wow, you know, I hate thinking that we're resilient, but man, these guys just, the show goes on, but they do it with beauty. Mm where it, it becomes the performance in itself. What an incredible way of, of kind of indicating just how South Africans are choosing to find a way. Yeah. Choosing to not lose hope. Mm. Choosing to continue to do what they love and believe in regardless of the circumstance. And that's courage. Yeah. That's something more than resilience. That's courage. Mm. Yeah. Monica, not only are you having to deal with power um, outages, water issues in the town of Makanda. Is this a town or a city? It's a city, actually. It's a city. Yeah. Sorry, I just had a moment of thought there. Um, but you have to think of it conversely or inversely in terms of the accommodation. Do you have accommodation which has power, backup power, which has backup water? That's another challenge people forget that you have to deal with as well. Absolutely. The festival uh, is a big thing that happens in a small place. It's a fundamentally space and place-based event. Mm. Um, you can't have a festival of this size unless you have different kinds of accommodation in town, mm. unless the accommodation is available, unless you have a way of communicating regularly with your restaurants, accommodation facilities, hospitality, of course, the city. Um, you know, if there's a leak, uh, we need to have plumbers and electricians on 24-hour call. Uh, we need to have traffic management 24 hours a day. Mm. So it really is something that brings people together and is dependent so much on the infrastructure of the place where you put the event. Mm. And this town in particular has been fortunate to almost grow up with the festival uh, yeah. of 49 years. So it's become used to it. Uh, it's become quite accustomed to the yeah. uh, what we bring to the city. But of course, COVID had enormous impact on both the artistic community, the hospitality industry, and towns across the, city, across the country. So mm. we're still in a recovery phase. Um, but of course, we're also very lucky to have some lovely coastal towns close by. Mm. So folks got to get the beach and the festival experience this year. Let's put the hard question to you. Some people might say Makanda is no longer a city um, which can host a festival. There's been a lot of issues around potholes, for example. I mean, really, te um, technical issues, mm. power, energy, water. How would you come back on that? Well, I think the most important thing to consider mm. is whether or not the festival could be hosted anywhere else. 
Makanda is an extraordinary city in that it has so many venues. And it's walkable. Yeah. For a tiny place, it has more theatres than most cities. Mm. Uh, It has more facilities. It has incredible spaces and places. And the festival, its footprint is across the entire city. Whereas we couldn't do this in Joburg. Mm. We couldn't go to the city uh, mayor and say, hi, uh, (laughs) we'd like to use every venue. And would you mind having your entire traffic force (laughs) available to the festival? I think there'd be a very short answer to that. So nothing is ever perfect. But the position of the festival uh, and led by its extraordinary board was to say, how do we help the city? How do we show up? How do we be corporate citizens? And a big part of that impetus was about approaching the Social Employment Fund when we had the opportunity to bring on board about 2,000 community members to help us and the municipality and with the support of local businesses and local community members to get the city ready. So we're filling potholes, we're cleaning stormwater drains, we're clearing waterways of invasive species, we're doing work in schools to prepare classrooms and ablutions because we use a lot of school facilities for the festival. Um, We're collecting rubbish, we're keeping the town clean, but we're also making sure that the festival is something that happens with the city, not something that happens to the city. Did you ever think when you took over this job that you might be doing exactly that, fixing potholes, cleaning trains? <laughs> like CEO and general handyman, actually. <laughs> no, I, I do know a lot more about potholes now uh, than I ever did. Um, and, and can give you a definitive discourse on why potholes happen and how water is, in fact, the enemy. But what's been extraordinary um, is when somebody chooses to do something different. And what the festival has done is essentially say, look, we're good at getting things done. Mm. And we're good at getting things done under incredibly complex and difficult circumstances. And we are presented every year with the opportunity to do something that we've never done before. So when we all step into the road and stop fighting about who caused the pothole and who should have fixed the pothole and actually fixed the pothole, it's amazing how the conversation changes. So we stepped into the road, looked at the pothole and went, goodness, we're a national arts festival. We have no idea how to fix a pothole. But (laughs) you can do a whole comedy act about it, according to Robin Furin and Conrad Carr. (laughs) Well, anything to feed satire. Um, But we found uh, Specification Innovation, which is a local company that's developed a particular methodology and product Mm. that actually is designed to fix potholes in Makanda. So... We said, hello, we've never met before. (laughs) Let's do this together. And slowly but surely, community members, local businesses, school boards, universities, and everybody has come on board to say, okay, let's make this work together. The city has provided both equipment and materials. We're working together in a variety of different ways. And slowly but surely, illegal dump sites, which have been the subject of tens of interdicts and contempt of court uh, statements, mm. et cetera, et cetera, are getting cleared. Wow. So sometimes when we choose to do something different, something different happens. Yeah. You ask a different question, you might get a different answer. Monica, you said all with a big smile on your face, but I know it's been extremely, extremely mm. tough for you. Next year is 50. What uh, if you have to say one word you want 50 to be? 
easier. <laughs> that would be lovely. Um, uh, but uh, I'm told that that's never possible. Yeah. Um, one of the wonderful things about the festival is that conversation changes. Yeah. So we stepped into the road, looked at the pothole and went, goodness, we're a national arts festival. We have no idea how to fix a pothole. But <laughs> you can do a whole comedy act about absolutely. it, according to Robin Furin and Conrad Carr. <laughs> well, anything to feed satire. Um, but we found uh, Specification Innovation, which is a local company that's developed a particular methodology and product mm. that actually is designed to fix potholes in Makanda. So... We said, hello, we've never met before. <laughs> Let's do this together. And yeah. slowly but surely, community members, local businesses, school boards, universities, and everybody has come on board to say, okay, let's make this work together. Yeah. The city has provided both equipment and materials. We're working together in a variety of different ways. And slowly but surely, illegal dump sites, which have been the subject of tens of interdicts and contempt of court uh, statements, etc., mm. etc., et are getting cleared. Wow. So sometimes when we choose to do something different, something different happens. Yeah. You ask a different question, you might get a different answer. Monica, you said all with a big smile on your face, but I know it's been extremely, extremely mm. tough for you. Next year is 50. What, uh, if you have to say one word you want 50 to be? Easier. <laughs> That would be lovely, um, uh, but uh, I'm told that that's never possible. Yeah. Um, one of the wonderful things about the festival is that former CEO Tony Lancaster and, and wonderful board members have been around for a long time, and I'm reliably informed that it doesn't get any easier. But what I would hope that 50 brings is renewal. Right. When you're 50 years old, you need to stop and think, um, and it's an opportunity to reshape, reform, redo, and renew. Hope you get the time to rethink. Monica, thank you so much for joining us. Guess what? It's 10 o'clock. It's time for the news, which means it's no longer good morning. It is now goodbye.